Does anyone know how many days this is that we're indoors? 71? 71. By the time we finish, 76. By the end of May, Metro Manila and its population of almost 15 million would have been under lockdown over this pandemic longer than Wuhan, China, which is where the first COVID-19 cases were recorded. In this special episode of About That, I catch up with two friends who work in very social industries and who have been affected in quite different ways by this pandemic. One is a development executive for a media company based in Jakarta and Singapore and working across the region. Tanya's here. And the other... Carla! ...is a chef who is going to tell us how the hospitality industry is adapting to social distancing. Actually, me, it's been the same. My work is, you know, it's like writing, plus I'm managing my team who are all working remotely from home. So it's the same as if I were in Jakarta or not. I'm kind of used to being in this work setup, so... It hasn't been weird, but now because everyone else is home, it's kind of more exhausting because you have one Zoom meeting after another. So you're like, oh, wait, for a while, people would just like, you know, do what they need to do at the office and you could get your stuff done. But you could also take sort of mental breaks in between that were longer. And now that everyone's like, okay, meeting two to three, three to four, four to five, you're like, no, 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 wait a minute. And so everyone was exhausted, like after the first two weeks. Carla, you've also been super busy from what I see from your Instagram. It's like yes. you opened the bake shop from home. Yeah, I opened the cloud kitchen, basically, it's called. Which is apparently where the new normal will be for food people. What is this cloud kitchen? Cloud what kitchens. Yeah. Cloud kitchens are kitchens that are, how do you say it? Obviously, it's like, like a real right. kitchen right. that does real orders, but there's no service. No in-house service okay. because everything is for takeaway or delivery. And all ordering is done on an app or right. a, you know, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, on another platform. It's right. not done through a person. No one is coming to your table to ask you what you want. So everything is done through um, an app or, yeah. So that's why it's called the cloud kitchen because everything is operated by an app. Was well, that something you would have even thought about had this not happened? I mean, would the idea, had, had something similar occurred to you before? Or was it really born from being at home all this time and seeing how people have had to adapt to the situation? I would have never thought of this because I always like going out to eat to be with other people. The social aspect of it is, is important to me. But now that everyone's doing this, this is how it's supposed, this is how it's going to get done. Like, most of the chefs who own restaurants that I know have decided because the law says that they have to cut their, uh, what do you call this, capacity, seating capacity right. by half or a quarter. So 25% or 50%. It really all depends on your square footage, how you're going to oh. cut it. So the, the, the dining room, the physical dining room got smaller. What they'll do is they'll make the kitchen bigger. Okay. So waiters who used to be running, you know, like waiters who used to take your order and right. pour your water and everything like that will be working in the kitchen, maybe peeling potatoes or like carrots or yeah. doing prep work just so they can keep employed. That's where it's going to go now. And do you think it'll carry over past the quarantine lockdown period? Oh. People are getting used yeah. to this kind of... Yeah, I think so. And I, I think people will just really not go out as often as as possible as as they used to until a vaccine is found 
How about yeah. your your industry, Tanya? When you're doing entertainment and you have shoots and you have recordings and you have to deal with all of that kind of socially active work. Yeah. How do you adapt to this? Well, we're, I mean, right now, every the discussion is for when it eases up and actually for the Philippines, you can do like some shooting already, like you can do some production, but there is parameters of like, you know, how many people will be on the shoot, etc. So everyone's been talking about what are the safety protocols for when we do start up in earnest. And it's ranged from, do you do two crews or do you do definitely pared down crews? Like I think right. that's, that's a, something that everyone's discussing, which for, you know, bloated crews and for, you know, more streamlined production, it's not a bad idea. And then there's also safety protocols for the actors because they're the only ones who, yes. you know, when the scene starts, they can't wear a mask to protect themselves or any people. It's a lot of discussion still at this point. There's general shapes of like what it's going to look like on production side, but then it's also going to jack up the budgets. So that's going yeah. to be a reality. And then, oh, really? yeah, so then like bigger productions, but then also when everyone is in ECQ or in lockdown, yes. there is still the demand for content. And then it's about like supplying that and where that's coming from. The writers can still do no problem. What kind of extra health precautions have you had to take, for example? Like if you're saying some of the shoots are already starting up in, in areas in the Philippines, would you know what extra precautions they're taking? Are I they making sure everybody's negative before they come on set? Or No, I don't think there's. it's to the extent of testing. I just heard of somebody, two friends actually, who said they were doing like a remote directing a shoot remotely. Ooh. I'm not sure exactly what that setup was because I think it was for a commercial, but okay. or it was like some online content thing. But the people who don't have to be there weren't there and they used a very skeleton crew. But again, no one has any, there's no, there's not been like a huge production that's been up and running yes. from this end. So, you know, up until that starts, we're not sure yet. And again, testing is one of those questions like, Will you require everyone to test before they come in? Which, given the more affordable one is like, you know, the rapid antibody one, which is also, you know, reportedly not that reliable. It just depends on like what the, what the situation is. Have you found yourselves also more tuned into the news, like watching what's going on every day? Or have you just completely blocked out what's happening outside your walls, beyond your walls? Middle of the road. Because when you immerse yourself too much, it's crazy. But then when there are important issues that need amplifying, like I'll be on that for social media. Because yes. I think it does make a difference to amplify the issues like and you can see in the traction like you can see when it affects like this administration they'll take a step back to it so it's a, and a democracy is not blind trust a democracy needs active participation yeah participation have you found yourselves also looking for ways to be more socially active to help a lot of those that have not been able to go through this as easily as as some others one of the very clear things that have been pointed out particularly in, in places like the Philippines, is the social divide between those that have the means to stay quarantined at home and remain relatively comfortable and those that do not and cannot afford to even stay at home or else they wouldn't have any means to, let's say, feed their families at dinner that evening. Yeah, no, totally. Carlos, have you? Actually, someone someone told me, my, my doctor said, because I needed to see her right when ECQ started, 
So, um, and she's like, no, I'm sorry, I can't see you, can't take you. And she says, you just have to stay home. And and then we, we got to discussing what this was all about. Then she says that definitely ECQ or lockdowns are for the rich. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly what she said. It's just really exposed a lot of social divide. And the unspoken became spoken and the the unseen became seen and in big ways so that definitely impacts what 90 percent of our of our population who cannot afford to to stay home so much so that even like the the staff that works in the building they had to stay in an empty apartment here you know like dorm style and stay with us because they wanted to work they needed to work so instead of doing exposing us to whatever is out there they stayed with us. So they they haven't seen their families and also what will become oh, 76 true. days. Yeah. I mean, it, it's for me as well. It's like keeping an eye on everything that's yeah, being yeah. said and spread through social media is seeing how much has been done by civilians as opposed yes. to, let's say, local yes. government. government. Yeah. Seeing the civic groups kind of pulled together. There was even a group of what I saw was cancer survivors. People who had been battling mm. cancer had gotten better, had the means to have vehicles at their disposal. And there were all these stories of cancer patients who couldn't even go to the hospitals to receive treatment, walking two, three hours just to get to their doctors. And these people had organized like a carpool. It was just, you know what I mean? It was to see all of this going on. You almost feel um, kind of useless if you don't participate in some way to try to help all these other groups that are out there doing something to help the frontliners. Have you found feet. a way, Mars, for you? Like, have you found like a way to? Because I think everyone it, tries in their own way. I have yes. a few small ways as well. But yes. what, did, what have you been? What did you find? For me, the easiest has been really, you know, it, which isn't really much. It's just helping support, let's say, organizations that are pro- providing food for people that have not been able to get aid from their yeah. local governments, those that are in the less privileged areas who might not even have homes to return to. There was a group of workers that I, I knew from a construction site in another in another city here in Metro Manila who were right. displaced because the shutdown happened and they weren't able to go back to their provinces. Yeah, there's so many things. There's and many it, of those. And since they weren't technically part of the village they were trapped in, they weren't oh. part of the residential list, so they were not yeah. considered eligible for any For aid. the help. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. they couldn't get home. They weren't being helped and they were just it, Yeah, it's just... I know like for many of us like who started joining the uh vegetable groups yeah. that yes. that started to set up. I mean, rather than buy for myself, I was buying vegetable packs so so that they could distribute it to those displaced workers or the ones yes. who were trapped or like some of the restaurants of the my friends restaurants who could not operate and on a skeletal staff decided to turn their kitchens into feeding kitchens for hospitals or yeah so there's that yeah it's so overwhelming my mom from day one you know was part of the towns group where they were like you know looking for ppes and like face masks anything Yes. For the main hospitals, which has still now then expanded to like the the outlying ones all over the Philippines, the small ones that aren't they did amazing so, work. Yeah, yeah it was amazing. Yeah, it's fantastic. So compared to that, where I still kept like a full workday, but her workday is basically that. I'm like, oh, all my contributions are just too 
too minuscule to even like yes. consider. But it's like like Carla, I bought some for frontline feeders and was happy to like send like a whole bunch for that. Yes. It feels so small compared to like the need that's out there. Yes. But you kind of yes. just but you see everybody that's doing what they can. One interesting one is like on Facebook page, there is this uh quarantine tributes tips. Have you seen that page? No. No. Okay. Basically, you know the Hunger Games, right? Right. <laughs> of course. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. I just, it just occurred to me. Hunger Games tribute. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Basically, what it is, it's like a group of young like kids put together this page because there were now in these families, and it's, you know, they have elderly parents, so the elderly parents can't go out. So the ones that have to go out are either high school, college, right. uni, whatever, yeah, grad, yeah. who have never done palenque and who have never cooked <laughs> in their lives. So it started out like that. They're clueless. They have no idea right. like, what to buy like. Ano po yung tilapia? Ano po yung, you know? So they're like asking these <laughs> questions. And then people are jumping in. So I was like answering questions for, you know, on that. Going on threads. Even if it's as simple as like, how do you cook tinola po? Or what right. can you do lang po with like bread and ketchup? Things like that. But one day, it just exploded <laughs> into this rant of, you know, they were so mad at the administration for botching up the whole situation. Comment after yeah. comment after comment. These kids were like so woke, you know, as the yeah. kids say. They were so woke and there was no pro, like even if someone was pro-admin that maybe was a bot or wasn't a bot, they were not giving way. Like they were intelligent. Mm -hmm. They were respectful. Right. Like they just like answered. And it was just like, that was really the surge of, wow, the future is great. These kids are fantastic. Yeah. And another instance for today was like, basically there was a, a question like, hello, Paul, I'm new to wearing makeup. Can you give me any tips? Nobody commented on like the gender. Everyone just gave tips. I was like, this is the world I want to live in. The admin even posted like, we didn't, there's a reason why we called it quarantine tribute tips. It's because we are placed in this position, not of our own choosing. So, but you know, keep it relevant, keep it kind, but it's also political. Well, there's so many, of the Viber groups, I had no yes. idea that this entire <laughs> world existed on Viber from like, Hardware stores to buying yeah. electronics to, and it's delivered I bought a to fridge your door. over Viber. I know that's so amazing. <laughs> exactly. I buy all my baking supplies on Viber, sight unseen. What baking supplies are you buying? Everything. Really? Everything. Which Viber group is that? Uh, baking home baking community. Oh yeah, I think I'll really. invite you. Okay, <laughs> and I find it, I don't know, cheaper. I guess yeah. because it for sure no middleman. Yeah, no middleman. Exactly. I'm not buying three store. I'm I'm buying direct from the supplier. Yeah, cheaper, and then they can give it to me in packages that I want. Like, say I was buying a sack of flour. A sack of flour is twenty five kilos. I don't have space for twenty five kilos. But he's like, you know, I'll give it to you in increments of ten. Do you want or five or ten or whenever you need, just wow, let really? me know. As you need it, I'll take. I'll give it to you. And I'm like, perfect. People are looking around shopping, but I think the trend will be more like, okay, if you buy something new, what use is it, what value is it to you if you had? And I think we will have to do it again, be on lockdown again for another extended period. We're all like lucky because that's our problem. Like yes. there are way yeah. worse problems than that. Yes. For sure. Yeah.
Here's a question. I mean, since all of us are technically introvert extroverts. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, that's why However you want to qualify it, right? It's like we're perfectly happy alone. We could socialize in chunks of time and then we need the, yeah. the space to rejuvenate yeah. and, and re-energize and whatnot. How have you kept yourselves mentally healthy throughout this extended period of introversion? Workout. I would never go to a gym, but I'll right. do it in my house. So now that there's all these online classes, yes. this free, that IG live, Facebook live, free workout, free Zumba day. with my friends. Yeah. yeah. An hour and a half per day rather than no, zero. You fitter. Yeah, that's true. My yeah. sister sent me a workout that I did quite enjoy. I said, oh, this is a really good one. I said, where did you get it? And she was like, oh, it was from her friend who got it from her 70-year-old uncle. And it was the it was the seventy year old person's workout from YouTube, and I was like, "Oh, well, I found it very helpful." I, I guess that you know, senior right up my alley. You as a seventy year old exactly. Thanks, but it was just just the right level of exertion for me. But it, I, I I did find it quite helpful. Or me, like first week, I was like, "Oh my God, what's going on?" Da 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 da. I felt so emotional every time, like. I wanted to cry because I was so stressed out, like tense, like, because yeah. you don't know what's going on and you don't yeah. know, like, is the virus like next to me? Is it right. about to get me? That kind of thing. So I started baking. I work with dough every single day of my life, but right. baking, I always hated because it's so precise. You have to measure, you have to like take, and it takes time. Now I'm like, what's my next project? What do I bake next? Can I bake at four o'clock in the morning? I can't wait to bake That's because it's so, you know, it's stress relief. Do you think it's like, because you can control everything? Yes. Super control. Yeah. My little, my, my four walls here, I control everything. Interesting. I think it's because of that. I can control it because when I'm outside, That's there's true. all these other factors. But mm. when I'm inside, I can control it. I can say what time I want my delivery. I want my this. I'll go out for five minutes and then I'll come back home. But at the same time, stress relief, the actual kneading of the dough. It's almost yeah. like active meditation, right? Yeah. And because baking takes a lot of time, all I have is time. That's true. Have you found it kind of worrying or, or anxiety inducing to think about the future? For me, I don't know. I Maybe I haven't really had time to analyze it, I, I'm kind of like looking ahead where it's a little bit uncertain. But when I started ECQ, I was actually coming back from Jakarta. I cut my trip to Jakarta. Right. And then once you once we got into the lockdown, it almost things almost got simplified because there's only so many things you can do and so many and and I still had work, but maybe the way you're baking, Carl's and no going out, there's no having yeah manage other external right. no sitting in traffic no sitting in traffic like all and first because you know there's not everything that's expected of you except with a work day you still have the meetings and things like that but that's because I'm used to it that's still manageable so when I think of the future because also when we're we're working on projects we actually talk about it okay we're writing this for a post-covid world right what does that look like Right. So already we're kind of exploring the ideas, but because you also don't know till you get there, everyone's going to try to figure out how to function with that situation. So one, the divide between, you know, the haves and have not, it's more evident for sure. 
And then the second one is like, okay, any illusion of control is kind of shattered, but you also are more aware of like, okay, how do you protect other people and yourself for health protocols going forward? Luckily yeah. also, I think what will come out of it is maybe more of a sense of working together, like the same way, like in Japan or like Korea, people wear masks if they're sick, you know, that yeah, kind of yeah. collective yeah. thinking, I think will mm-hmm. come out more and we're Asian. So it's not that far a jump to it, but we just have yeah. to promote it more just so that mindset right. becomes a shared mindset. And we're lucky yeah. because the way people have banded together and helped if they could, it's really amazing. So I'm hopeful and also I'm hopeful because yeah, like those pages like quarantine tribute tips. Like you see where <laughs> the youth is thinking and you yeah. see like how they're experiencing this and what's forming in their heads. So it's for us who are old, oh my God, we're older. <laughs> when we really help them as they're for you know, they're in those years yeah. where they're gonna come into their power also. So there's a lot of work is what I think <laughs> in the short answer is there's going to be a lot of work for the future. But yeah. now like it crystallizes also what's important. What do we want in our lives? Like how do we live it meaningfully? Let it be remembered that in this time, we didn't look to influencers. We basically yeah. looked to doctors, That's farmers, true. frontliners. who are Gro- like Grocery store clerks. Grocery store clerks and yeah. artists. People who see us for our comfort and for our inspiration. And that's our brief chat for this quarantine season. We hope you're keeping safe and sane through these challenging times. It has also come to my attention that we have quite a few frontliners who listen to the podcast. Thank you very much for your time. And most of all, thank you very much for the work that you do, not just through this pandemic, but always. Until next time, I'm Marga Ortigas. Thank you for joining us.